Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to reach our full potential by exploring how movement impacts our lives and how we can all work to be better each and every day. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, we're going to talk about rest. We're going to talk about how important it is. We're going to talk about how we often struggle to think about it in a way that we prioritize it. Truth be told, so many of us struggle to put ourselves in a position where we are allowed to rest or where we give ourselves the space and the opportunity to rest. And even when we do rest, whether it's because we make time for that or because our bodies or minds force it on us, um, we don't feel great about it. Right? We feel like we should be doing something else. We feel like we should be being quote unquote productive. We feel like we should be pushing ourselves. We often equate rest with time that means that we're not moving towards our goals. It's downtime, but in a negative connotation. And so I wanna work today to guide you through what rest can look and feel like and how we can think about it so that we realize the real true value of rest. Because what we really need to work to do is to rest intentionally. Um, we need to prioritize. And what I mean by intentionality um, or, or putting intentionality um, behind the rest that we take is that we need to put rest in a position in our lives where it's something that we, we put in a, in a place that, um, that we value, right? It's not forced. So often rest comes after we collapse, right? After we can't take any more, um, after we're just so totally exhausted, be it mentally or physically, that we have to rest. However, intentionality with rest means that we see it as an opportunity for growth. Uh, we see it as a necessity for growth and it doesn't have to come on the other side of burnout or exhaustion or that co complete collapse. And, you know, again, rest is seen so often as a weakness and I want to paint the picture today of rest as a real strength, particularly from a mental perspective because what's required to think critically about rest, to think intentionally about rest, to take time to rest really um, requires a, a tremendous amount of strength, right? It, it requires um, a, a lot of internal fortitude. It, it requires a confidence in ourselves and our abilities and our knowing that we are giving everything that we can and that only on the other side of rest does growth happen. And, and, you know, the narrative in today's world is such that rest is something that is, is just looked down upon, right? That we have to drive, we have to hustle, we have to grind. And that if you're resting, you're losing. And I promise you that that's not the case. Now, I'll be the first to say that I am a huge proponent of working tirelessly towards your goals. Right? I believe that there is, is intrinsic value in showing up for the things that you care about and working as hard as you can for 
what you want in life, to, to build the life that you want, to create the impact in the world that you hope to create. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm also careful to make the distinction that that doesn't mean that we do those things at all costs. It doesn't mean that that relentless pursuit of excellence and being the best version of ourselves and working to reach our goals means that we do that um, without rest. It doesn't mean that we work towards those goals in a way that's not intentional or that we're blind to what we need when it comes to, to rest, when it comes to recuperation. Um, and so today we're gonna talk about rest. We're gonna talk about physical rest. There's also mental rest, emotional rest, um, and rest broadly as well, right? So rest through the lens of, uh, of the stress that we put on our bodies through physical movement, but also rest required from taking on life, right? From, from charging head on and meeting the challenges of our lives and the responsibilities that we have in a way that is meaningful and impactful and engaged. And when we do that, it requires rest. Um, so I wanna look at rest in a nuanced way that highlights our, our need for it um, as it relates to everything that we tackle in our lives, uh, whether it's from, uh, from an athletic perspective through training, whether it's from a career perspective and, and work, whether it's family, friends, relationships um, that take energy and require buy-in. Um, all of these things require rest. And um, today we're gonna unpack what stops us from resting and then what would it look like if we change the narrative around it? So again, identifying what's going to get in our way is one of the most critical steps we can take when it comes to interrupting what has typically uh, disrupted or stopped us before. And the reason that that is so important uh, and so impactful is it gives us a chance to just identify it, right? We're not blindsided. We, we're not wondering what got in our way, uh, what disrupted us, what stopped us. We're calling it out ahead of time. So we're gonna look at several different um, ways that, um, that we get stopped um, when it comes to rest or the things that get in our way. And the hope is that by identifying those things <clears throat> and seeing them in yourself, you can more easily recognize when they are happening in real time and work to position yourself where that's not the case anymore. You can make a decision um, that pattern interrupts and allows you to move beyond that so that rest is something um, that you can prioritize. And then we're gonna work to change the narrative around rest. So, so often uh, we are, we are um, at the whim of or, or falling victim to both our internal and the external narratives that we are presented with. The internal narrative is that dialogue that goes on in our mind, right? The story we tell ourselves about rest, that we don't deserve it, that it's not required, that we um, that it's not as important as the other things in our lives. And then there's the external narrative, which is everything out there in the world, right? It's that, it's that uh, marketing speak um, about that grind, the hustle, the relentless pursuit language that doesn't encourage or makes us feel bad um, about resting about taking time to recuperate, taking time to think, um, to, to, to reset. Um, and so we're gonna think about that narrative in a more nuanced way as well. Hey everyone, uh, before we dive into this episode, I wanna take a moment to tell you about Inside Tracker. 
As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value and the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Let's start by looking at what stops us. And there's several different areas that I want to identify here. And we're going we're gonna to unpack what these areas might look and sound like for you. And I want you to think about if you, if you feel connected to any of these things. If, if when I'm talking about these things that stop us from rest, if you can hear yourself in this language or if you've had this, uh, these experiences before. So the first thing that can stop us is a lack of knowledge. So what does that mean? What I mean by a lack of knowledge is that we simply don't understand. We haven't been, um, we, we haven't had the access to the knowledge that we need to understand rest. So what are the places that can show up as, as it relates to our lives as athletes or as it relates to um, any physical movement practice? What has become really popular is, um, and this started, you know, decades ago with the no pain, no gain slogans. Um, and what that created was, was the mentality that the only way to elicit success or, or elicit the response that we want um, is to go hard all the time, right? So by not understanding rest, we might think that um, as it relates to training or our workouts, that, that we have to go hard all the time, right? That every workout, the only way to, 
to gauge whether a workout or a training session is quote unquote good or not is how intense it is. And if we don't finish that session uh, in a puddle in the floor, then it wasn't productive, right? So this would be an example of a lack of knowledge. We, we just don't understand, or you might not understand that, that there is a balance necessary to elicit a response when it comes to producing fitness, right? Because there's lots of marketing out there. There's lots of things that tell us that intensity is the only measure of success. It's the only measure of whether or not it's quote unquote worth it. It's simply not the case that we have science, um, long-standing studies and research that tells us that, in fact, easy to moderate exercise or intensity is actually what moves us forward layered on top of or in conjunction with small bouts of intensity designed to elicit very specific responses at very specific times a year. So, um, again, so many people just don't have the knowledge. They just think because of it, because of the information that's readily available out there, albeit false, that intensity is what moves the needle, which means that rest is not something that we should prioritize, right? It means that we have to go hard all the time and there's no opportunity for rest. Another example of that might be um, in, uh, in the workspace or in the career uh, arena. So specifically, um, we see this, and it's certainly bled into to other industries and, and careers, um, is the entrepreneurial space and the idea that, um, that the only way to move us forward uh, is to, to work all the time, right? 24-7, you're always on, you're always connected, um, and that the pace at which we work is what, um, is what defines um, how good we are at our jobs, right? So again, this doesn't have to be in the entrepreneurial space. This is so often now um, the narrative and, and the language that that so many organizations and industries are using to define how they think about the quality of work is it's quantity-based, right? So do you work on Saturdays? Do you work on Sundays? Um, you know, are you never really taking a vacation? Right. Technically, you have unlimited time off, but the expectation is that you're always going to be on. Right. Sure, you can go to Hawaii and go on vacation, but the expectation is that you have your computer on your lap on the beach. And that is what defines um, uh, how good of an employee you are or how good of a boss or leader you are. So, again, you can see that there's just a lack of knowledge as it relates to the importance of rest because of the. Um, the standards that have been placed on us um, often externally, and we just need to understand that rest is really critical. So as a, again, as it relates to exercise, rest is the only time that we actually create fitness, right? We do not build fitness during our exercise. Um, that is a stress. Now it's during rest that our body adapts to the stress response. Same thing with work, right? We, the only time that we really are able to reconnect, to generate critical thought, to, um, to be a value add to ourselves and our organizations is when we have space and time um, to think critically, when we have rest and moments between very hard bouts of work 
so that we can come back refreshed. Um, if we don't do that, then typically it's just burnout. Um, and so I want you to think about whether or not you feel like you've had access to the knowledge necessary to think critically about rest. Um, and again, if you feel like um, what you have available to you from a knowledge perspective, from a knowing perspective, only highlights uh, intensity and frequency, meaning how hard and how often you work, um, which would mean that we are pushing rest out of the equation, I want you to rethink about that. I want you to look for opportunities, look for knowledge that supports the value of rest and the value of space. Now, again, that doesn't mean that we have to, we have to be lazy. It doesn't mean that we don't want to work hard towards our goals. It doesn't mean that we're not actively working to push ourselves. It means that we're thinking critically about how we position that work and that frequency and that intensity such that rest is, a, is an equal and valued part of the equation. So another area that can stop us is a lack of confidence. So this is one that I see often, and it is very simply that we are scared to rest. We're scared, we're worried, we're nervous, we're anxious. We're, we don't know what it looks like to rest because we don't have the confidence to feel sure that rest is really the right answer, right? Because we are, we know that we can, we can trust at least to some extent our ability to continue to push hard even though we know that runway is short, right? We can continue to work tire, tirelessly uh, at our jobs. We can continue to push and, and drive too hard and not prioritize rest and, and only focus on intensity and frequency as it relates to exercise. But at least, even though we know oftentimes deep down inside, that's not the recipe for success, it's, it doesn't require the nuance. It doesn't require the, the knowledge of our bodies, the knowledge of ourselves. It doesn't require us to, uh, to butt up against challenging questions about why we drive that hard. And so because taking rest is more challenging, because it does require more introspection, we just continue to drive. Right, so it's a lack of confidence. We're not, we can't trust ourselves or we don't trust ourselves. Maybe we don't have confidence in those around us to support us. Maybe in the, um, in the career space, we, we're not confident that if we, if we prioritize rest or we, we take time for that rest, that we're going to be able to keep our jobs. Right, maybe it's a lack of confidence um, in, in the external factors that play into that. Also, as it relates to our work, so often we derive our value from, um, from, our, um, from the frequency and intensity at which we go about our work, right? So let me set the stage. In, in work, we say, well, I don't know, you know, maybe it's imposter syndrome. So I don't know if I'm the right person for the job. I don't know if I have all the right skill sets. I might not be the smartest person. I don't have the most experience. 
Um, so to override all of that, all of that doubt, all of that lack of confidence, what I'll do is I'll just work the hardest, right? I'll work more hours. Um, I'll stay more connected. I'll respond more quickly to emails. I'll write whatever that is. And I hope you can see this, this just general scenario take shape because it's something that plays out time and time again is that when we don't have confidence in our ability, when we don't truly understand what value we bring to ourselves, to the relationships around us, to the organizations we're a part of, we so often try to compensate for that by quantity. And that's when we, we downplay the importance of rest, right? We don't allow ourselves to rest because we're not confident that when we do that, our value proposition remains the same. It's the same thing with exercise, right? We don't, we don't know if, if we have a lack of confidence in our ability, uh, in our commitment, in our consistency, in the goal that we set, then, then we overwork ourselves, right? Because rest would mean in our minds with that, um, with that um, value proposition that isn't, that isn't based in truth, it's based in scarcity. With that value proposition, we think that the only way to override it or the only way to reach our goals is to overwork ourselves. And so we, we don't prioritize rest because we're not confident in our abilities. We're not confident in, in the runway uh, and our ability to continue to show up for ourselves in a way that's sustainable. So confidence is a big one. Um, confidence is something that it's hard to develop because again, it's, it requires a, a great deal of introspection, right? We have to be firmly rooted in foundational beliefs in our core values and know that, that what we bring to the table, be it for ourselves, um, for our work, for our relationships is not rooted in, in quantity, right? It's not a frequency game. Um, it's a values game and what we bring is uniquely valuable and that's what's going to move the needle so confidence um, often creates space for for rest so um, another area that often stops us or one of the things that gets in our way is a perceived lack of time now notice i said perceived And I choose that language very carefully because it is perceived, right? If you say that you don't have time to rest, then we need to rethink your priorities. We need to work critically on how you're scheduling your time, um, your days, um, where support is coming from in your life. The list goes on. But like I've talked about, at great length on this show, I'll highlight again the proactive versus reactive approach to life. So the scenario is, I don't have time to rest, right? I have too much to do, right? By the time I wake up in the morning and I exercise and I get my family ready and I show up for work and I work long days and I come home, and right, whatever that scenario is, however it plays out, there's just no time for rest, right? If I want to move the needle, 
Um, I have to keep going. Right now, what often accompanies that mindset is a very reactive approach to life. Now, I realize this is the broad stroke. There are certainly people that are going to listen to this episode that are have a tremendous amount of responsibility and are very busy and also very, very critical of their time. Although I've also seen in my experience that, that they're, those people, as best as they can to the best of their ability, giving the external pressures on their lives, rest is still a priority. Right now, it might look and feel different than what it looks like for other people or for most of us, but, um, but rest is still a part of the equation because, because they realize the value proposition. But I do want to highlight the opportunity um, and the potential for nuance there. But with this perceived lack of time often comes a reactive approach to how we move through our days. <clears throat> so just to elaborate on what that means again, if you've missed any of the previous episodes where I've talked about it, very simply a reactive approach to life looks and feels like you're jumping from fire to fire and putting it out, right? You feel like you have very little control over how you move through your day. You wake up, immediately the clock starts ticking, and you're moving from thing to thing to thing, always feeling like you're one or two steps behind, never feeling like you're taking complete control over how you move through your day. And a proactive approach would be the antithesis of that. It would be an attempt to try to, to, um, to prioritize the things you care most about and to take charge of that reactive approach to life, right? Now, of course, things are going to come up, right? Of course, we're going to have to be pulled in different directions and sometimes in some days it's just not going to go as planned part of taking a proactive approach is that we're able to to rein that in right it doesn't throw off the next day it doesn't throw off the next week the next month whatever it is we don't stay stuck in that reactive place we realize where we need to focus our attention we realize where our priorities are we can go put out this fire over here and then we're able to come back quickly um, or when that task or responsibility is done and we get back to focusing on the things that we prioritize. So the perceived lack of time often comes from this kind of frantic feeling that so many people move through their days with. I want to really encourage you, if you feel like this is you, where are there opportunities for growth? What can you have more control over? What can you put more parameters on? What can you say no to? What can you ask for help with? Right? There are lots of different ways to segment this so that it feels less reactive and more um, proactive. So the perceived lack of time is very simply that we, we tell ourselves that we don't have time to rest. Right? When would I do it? My days are full. I'm behind now. I can't catch up. If this is your narrative, again, think very critically about what you could do to change it. doesn't mean we make a wholesale change to everything in your day. Often it's just one thing, right? Often it's, it's okay, what can I do when I get up in the morning? Is there a way I can structure my mornings where I feel more in control, where it sets the tone for my day? What can I do when I come home? Um, it, can, I, um, can I set myself up to go to sleep 
um, at a more reasonable hour, get more restful sleep? Um, you know, are there meetings during the day that maybe I could say no to, right? Maybe I could ask for support. Maybe so, right? One thing can often shift just the the feeling of that day and how we compartmentalize that mentally, which can make all the difference in the world. So the first step, if you feel like you don't have time to rest, is to think about where there's opportunities for growth um, in your day, in your week, in your month. And I think also just knowing that being busy is not a badge of honor. So what's often linked to this perceived lack of time is a real um, attachment to being busy. It comes uh, a little bit with that lack of confidence that I mentioned in the last point is that we're just not sure how we show up in the world. We're not sure maybe what value we bring. Uh, we're not sure um, what it looks like to, to think about things sustainably or to value our time, to value self-care. And so we just continue to push hard, right? And we, we wear that busyness as a badge of honor. We tell ourselves and we tell others that you don't have time to rest and that we often, you know, that creates a bit of a high horse that you almost are, 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 are glad or are proud of the fact that you don't have time to rest because it's something that you can go out into the world and you can tell people, hey, look, I'm so busy. I'm so productive. Um, I don't even have time to rest, right? What's rest? I can rest when I die, right? Whatever that, that story is. I really want to encourage, uh, encourage you if you're in that space to, to change that, right? It doesn't mean that you have to be less productive. It doesn't mean you have to be less driven. It means that you see the value in that in those moments of rest, that those moments of rest are what actually allow you to show up and be productive, right? To show up and take charge, step into that role, be the person that you want to be, um, continue to push hard. You have to refill your cup, right? And that happens during rest. Um, another thing that can stop us is external pressure. So we talked about this a little before, but I want to highlight it specifically it's, it's just the, it's the language that we are subject to out in the world, right? Certainly in, in the Western world, in the U.S., in, um, in industrialized countries, however you want to frame that, the thing that has gotten really popular um, is, is this just relentless pursuit um, at all costs. And that that is... That is glorified. It's made to be heroic. Um, these are the people we see on social media, on movies, documentaries, <clears throat> and and it's sexy, right? We see these people accomplishing great things, or certainly looking like they're accomplishing great things, but what we're not seeing is is what's going on in their lives, right? We don't have any insight into their families, their happiness, the joy they find in their process. And what I think is most critical for anyone that is a high performer, that's a high driver, 
is that you have, you have to, you have to enjoy your process, right? You can't let the pursuit of your goals, the pursuit of doing things that are impactful, that mean a lot to you. Um, you, you can't let that whitewash and demean and devalue what it looks like for you to show up every day, right? You have to find joy. You have to be excited about the steps required to get to your goal. And, and when we, when we have, we fall victim to that external pressure of, um, achievement at all costs, what it does is it devalues all of the space in between, right? It devalues what it looks like to wake up and be present, to wake up and spend time with your family, to pay attention to the things that are going on around you, to sit down for a great meal, um, share that meal with people that you care about, whatever it is, you, you, it's so important to tap into those moments in between, right? And those are moments of rest, right? So when I talk about rest, I'm not talking about taking a nap. That could be part of it. Um, getting a good night's sleep is part of rest. But what I'm talking about is, is, is this overarching just space for, for rest, right? Space to not be engaged or space to be engaged in things that are wholly different than what your goals are, right? Rest might look like having a conversation where you're totally focused with your partner or your kids or taking a walk and just enjoying the walk, right? You're not planning. You don't have your phone. You're not listening to a podcast to try to learn more skills and garner more knowledge. That, um, that there's just space for rest. And so if you find yourself kind of getting hopped up on this, these pressures that are, that are out there in the world, and certainly I, I can fall victim to them too. It's, again, it's sexy. You watch these, these men and women and, and, and individuals who are doing amazing things, and you're like, yes, sign me up, right? If that's what it takes, I'm in. But I want to be in in a way that allows me to still enjoy the process, right? I want to be in in a way that's not to the detriment of other things that I care about in my life. And I think that it's time we change the narrative to include a balanced approach, right? And what I mean by that is that there, there is space and time for all of the things that are important, right? We can be high achievers. We can be drivers. We can still show up and work like hell to do the things, to accomplish the things we care about and still have space for rest, right? And again, rest meaning an engagement in something outside of our goals, um, right? outside of that complete commitment to forward progress. Um, and that's what I want people to, to just understand when we, when, we, when we get these external pressures is that, yes, great, use that drive. But also understand that there is space for rest and there is a need 
to engage in other things and that those things are equally as important. It's not a, it, it's not a zero-sum game, right? If, if we do something else, it doesn't take from another area of our life. It all adds up to the sum total of the effort being valuable. So again, just to recap, things that might stop us, a lack of knowledge, we just simply don't know the value of rest. A lack of confidence, we're not sure of our ability to rest, right? We don't have the confidence necessary to see that rest is an important part of our process and that's something that we can work on. The perceived lack of time. So again, wearing busy as a, as a badge of honor, telling ourselves that we just don't have time to rest, that, there's, that you know, we can rest when I'm dead. Um, whatever that narrative is, there's an opportunity for a huge upgrade for you there if, if that's a situation or a place that you're in. And then lastly, an external pressure. Right? All of the stuff out in the world that tells us that rest is for the weak. And then if you rest, you can't reach your goals. If you create that space and time, it's time that's wasted. That's simply not the case, right? Rest is when adaptation happens, physically, mentally, emotionally. Nothing happens during stress. It is simply that. It is a stressor, and then our body works to adapt to the stress. That adaptation occurs during rest. So wherever you're at in your life, you have to leave time for rest on the other side of stress if you want to grow from that stress, right? If you want to adapt, rest is the key. Make sure there's space and time for it. So now let's work to change the narrative, right? So we know what, what could stop us. Again, so much of, of starting to change these things is to just identify them. So again, think about if any of those scenarios or multiple versions of those scenarios resonated with you, write down what that looks like, call it out, name it, and then you know what it looks like when you find yourself in that position. If you're telling yourself that, if you're putting too much pressure on these external uh, pre um, you know, uh, places that are coming, external voices, um, you know what that looks and sounds like. So now that you have, you're armed with those tools, uh, you're armed with that knowledge. Let's talk about how to change the narrative. So how do we change this internally? So much of our ability to rest and to value that space and time and see what it's worth starts with how we talk about it. Starts with how we think about it ourselves. First thing, overarching statement. Weight it equally. We have to see rest as equally valuable to the stress component, right? That's typically the first place that we, we get derailed. We have, we have two options today, right? I can continue to push, to grind, or I can rest, right? Or on the other side of stress, I can rest or I can do something else that seems productive. We don't, see, we don't see rest equally weighted to that time where we feel like we're being productive. I'm going to use quotes there because rest is actually massively productive, right? Arguably more so than those stress cycles. So the first place it has to start is we have to weight it equally. That starts internally. 
right? In our minds, we have to see rest as an equal or often greater um, than those times where we feel like we're being, again, I'll use quotes, productive. So start there. Do whatever it takes to get to a place where rest is equally weighted to stress, right? Physical stress, emotional, mental, in any area of your life, um, we have to see rest as equally as valuable. So you got to start there, okay? Then there's an equation that we need to get very acquainted with. Stress plus rest equals growth. So I want you to remember this equation. When you're trying to wait, rest as equally as you do stress, think of this equation. Stress plus rest equals growth. Again, growth or adaptation happens in rest, right? Our bodies, as complex as they are, are relatively simple when it comes to stress. All we are doing is working to adapt to external stressors all day, all the time, all of our lives, right? Stress from exercise, stress from work. Stress from a lack of sleep, stress from lack of hydration, nutrition, positive stress, negative stress, whatever it is, our bodies are just adapting. They don't, it doesn't understand and it doesn't even really care if it's from exercise or if it's from work or if it's from uh, a red eye flight that you had to take to get to somewhere awesome. It's all stress and your body is adapting to it. The only time, again, that that adaptation occurs is in rest. So, knowing that your body is constantly working to adapt to the stress that you're providing it, you have to you have to you have to provide rest because that equals growth. So just realize this equation. It is fact. Know that this is the case. This is the way your body works. This is the way you develop emotionally, mentally, and of course physically. If you want to develop new skills, if you want to change your perspective, if you want to gain fitness, you have to rest. You have to have time to process. You have to have time to adapt. And what's required to create that time is a very active process, meaning that you have to prioritize it. You have to create it. Otherwise, you'll fill your time with other stuff and you'll always be in a stress response and never actually providing your body in mind, the opportunity for growth. So again, memorize that, write it down, put it on a note on your desk, on your bathroom mirror, in your phone, whatever it is, stress plus rest equals growth. If you're having trouble weighting rest equally, come back to that equation. It's the only way it adds up, and that and rest is a critical part of that equation. Next way to change the narrative is to ask for support. So taking the world on solo, shouldering everything, carrying the weight of the world on our back, doesn't leave much time for rest, does it? So, so often when 
I talk to people and they say they don't have time for rest. They're struggling to prioritize rest. They are not sure what it looks like even to, to think about rest. This is where they're at, right? They're taking on the weight of the world. They're taking on everything for themselves and everyone around them. And they're doing it alone. We've been told that there's a certain stoicism and heroism to this. And certainly there's nothing wrong with being a rock, right? There's nothing wrong with providing support, with being a strong foundation for yourself and for those around you. But if you overload a foundation, it will crumble, right? If you pile too much on, if you build a house that's bigger than the foundation, the foundation will crumble. Support is required, right? If you're going to build a bigger house, you better support it, right? You better build a bigger foundation. So asking for support is critical when it comes to creating space and time and the opportunity for rest. Support from your family, right? Support from your friends, from relationships that matter. Support from your coworkers, coaches, mentors, um, all of these people, right? And more, whoever I left out that's in your life that you interact with on a daily base, basis, coaches and so on, they should be part of the equation. The key though is that you have to ask for it. People don't know how to support you or at least they may not be able to support you or show up for you in a way that you need most if you don't tell them. Hey, I could really use your help on this. Hey, it would be great if you did X. It would be awesome if you could support me in this area. Right? Whatever that is, ask for it. Because what that allows you to do is to just pull back some of that weight. Right? So often, rest is made more challenging because we're just carrying too much. Right? We don't have the mental bandwidth. Even if we sit down for a second, even if we go work to create that space, it's not restful because we have a million things on our mind. Right? We're carrying the weight of the world. We're carrying too much because we haven't asked for support. And so we can't be restful because, um, because we can't find the clarity. Right? We can't create that space. So ask for it. Support, community. That's a critical piece of rest. And the last thing when it comes to changing the narrative is just a work to have or create perspective. It's really important to realize that there are seasons in our lives. So where I see a lot of people struggle is that it's, they can get spun out when seasons of their lives look and feel different. So what I mean by that is that there's seasons that are going to be busier and there's seasons that are going to be more restful and restorative. So overarchingly, there's going to be time periods in your life where rest is easier to come by, presence is easier to come by, that quiet time, that op those opportunities. And there's going to be seasons in your life that are just busier. And then you might not have quite as much space for rest. Now, it doesn't mean you don't work to prioritize it. But it's just going to look and feel different. So don't, don't freak out if and when you find yourself in a season 
where rest looks different. Right? In some seasons, rest might mean that you have more hours for sleep. Um, you have more free time during the day. You're exercising more frequently during the week. Um, some seasons, that might need to change. Right? Now, again, it doesn't mean that we don't prioritize ourselves. It doesn't mean that we don't weight it equally, but it can shift. Rest and how we show up for rest doesn't have to look the same forever and always in our lives. Right? Again, lean into the opportunities that you have. If you have something that you're working really hard towards, if you're super passionate, you have a big goal, go for it. Get out there and fucking get it. But just understand that rest can look and feel different. It's okay. Right? Again, there's perspective required there. And know that there'll be another season. Rest will look, look different, right? Easier to come by, harder to come by, longer periods of rest, whatever it is. Again, rest doesn't have to mean sleeping. So I want to be very clear that, again, just to reiterate, rest is taking a proactive approach and being intentional about space and time for growth, right? We're not in a stress cycle. Whatever that looks like. So, you know, stretching, yoga, a walk, quiet time with a cup of coffee in the morning, um, a good night's sleep, reading a book, paper, you know, an actual book. Um, the list goes on and on, right? Rest is about refilling. Again, it's about giving your body and your mind a chance for growth. And that just means that we have to detach from, from those moments of stress, right? It means that if we had a hard bout of exercise, we need to not have a hard bout of exercise. We need to leave space where we're not as physically stressed. For in a work scenario, just leave space to reflect, to think, to gather your thoughts, not be so engaged and so connected. If you've worked, you know, um, 30 days out of the last month, what's it look like to, to, to disconnect for a second? Can you take a half a day? Right? Can you take a morning? Can you take an evening and go have dinner with someone you care about? Whatever that is, again, there's just, it's moments where we are working proactively to create space for growth, right? And, and the only way to create that space is that we, we cannot be stressed right? Physically, mentally, and even emotionally. So again, let's work to think about rest differently. The first way we're going to do that is we're going to think about what stops us. So encourage you guys again, write it down, right? Get ahead of it. This is what's going to stop me, right? Set your goals for the month. One of the goals is rest. What's going to get in my way? Call it out. All right, what's gotten in your way in the past? What's your mindset? What's your physical state of being? What's it feel like when you rest? Huge transformative shift when we get ahead of these things, when we know what it looks and feels like, we're not surprised by it, and we can navigate through these time periods in a way that's much more productive. And then also change your narrative, right? Rest really starts with where we're at in our head. Right? Why can't we rest? How are we thinking about our value proposition 
as it relates to how we show up in the world, how we show up for others? Is our value too closely tied to how busy we are, how much we get done, in quotes, how productive we are? Um, Work to change your internal dialogue. That's where it's going to start. And then there'll be an external component that will actually be results-oriented. You'll see rest show up more readily, more frequently, maybe even easier in your life. Not that it doesn't take a proactive approach, but it won't feel like such an uphill battle to create that space once you change your internal narrative. So I hope this is helpful. This is something I want more people to do. The number one thing that I talk to people about is creating space for rest in your life, right? You're not seeing the results you want. You're not reaching your goals. You're not feeling engaged in your days. You're feeling spun out. You're feeling tired. You're feeling whatever, rest, right? You have to create space. That's where growth happens. So this is where I want to help you guys. As always, thank you so much. I'll say it like I say every time. If you haven't had a chance to do so, rate, subscribe, share Endurance Minded. It means the world to me. Take two seconds to rate uh, on your favorite platform. Subscribe. Episodes every other Tuesday released at noon. You can be uh, uh, updated when those come out so you don't miss an episode. So many of these concepts build on one another and staying, uh, staying in the loop is really just going to enrich your experience on this podcast. And then share this episode or any other one that you've enjoyed, that's resonated with you, maybe even just push some of your buttons. Um, Share it with a friend, right? Love to have more people. This community is growing so vibrant and robust, and the people that are coming, athlete and non-athlete alike, um, really just continues to inspire me um, to, to... to make this better, to create this content that is uh, that's valuable for a large swath of people from wildly different backgrounds and motivations. And it's something that I find inspiring myself. So thank you all so much. I'm grateful. See you next time on Endurance Minded.